This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. My name is Ryan Bruss. I'm blessed to be one of the producers for It's Supernatural. And today on Messianic Vision, our special guest is Teresa Dedman. And this is going to be a very unique show. We're going to talk about coloring books. We're going to talk about being creative. We're going to talk about uh, uh, pulling from our God-given ability and talent. We are just going to have fun. Teresa has a degree in psychology from Vanguard University. She's got a healing and art from Chapman University. She oversees Bethel School of Supernatural uh, Ministry second year program as the head of the prophetic art department. And I know many of you listening are familiar with Bethel Church, Bill Johnson, Bethel School. Well, Teresa, she, she not only teaches there, she teaches all over the world and how to receive and minister miracles through supernatural creativity. Now, let me just ask you right off the bat, Teresa, how do the students respond to this teaching on how you believe and how you feel that anybody can create? Great question, uh, Ryan. Well, first of all, one of the great things that has happened as I have entered into moving into the supernatural and into the creative art department here at Bethel since 2003, one of the things that I love is how God is moving. And so not only are the students getting to understand what it is to be supernatural, but also I speak at different churches around the world and release this in what I call Create Supernaturally Weekends. And so what I teach the students and what I teach people, I, I teach them about the power of God because in Genesis 1, he introduces himself as creator God. And as we know, in Genesis 1, verse 27, we are made in his image. And therefore, we are creative as his son, as his daughter. And so creativity isn't about a, a gift. It's about your DNA. It's about something that you and I, Ryan, have. Everyone has. It's like if you have an original thought, you are creative. And so I teach people how creativity is such a powerful force in people understanding about who God is. I mean, you and I both know the song Amazing Grace and how one person wrote that song underneath an anointing and how that song continues to change and, and continues to touch people around the world. And and this is something that can happen is that we can gain an understanding of how God wants us to create in his presence and whatever God speaks to us about creating we get to take time and we get to create with our creator and we get to see people get changed so as we do this we've seen people get healed so many people uh, just like my goodness just last week in the healing rooms people were just singing and people got healed or people were drawing art and giving a piece of art to somebody and when they looked at it they were healed and so there's all different kinds of ways that God can use us. And just like when David, when he played the harp and, and the demon left Saul, the power of God to bring forth healing and to bring forth transformation is at our fingertips. It's right here. It's, it's right today. So I teach them on how to release the presence by being in his presence and then by asking what people need and then asking them what God wants to do in order to see them get either healed, transformed, or saved, or touched. Now, you talk about this being a truth restored, and and you say something very unique that I don't think, uh, been a producer here for a number of years now, and I don't think I've ever heard anybody say this, though I love it. You believe that the creative arts is a conduit for the supernatural. Absolutely. What do you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you, you look at in Numbers when Moses had a dilemma and the people of Israel were backbiting against him and against Miriam and Aaron, and he went to God and goes, okay, what what are we going to do? And God says, hey, Moses, I want you to create, there's the word create, a bronze serpent that when they look at it, these snakes that have been sent to destroy them because of their sin, um, when they look at it, they'll be healed. 
And so there's tons and tons of references like this that we can see that when there is a problem or when there's something that's going on, we can creatively ask God and he can give us something that therefore can create something that that can transform that culture, can transform what what happens in people's lives. And that's the beauty of it. You and I both know that that creativity holds a huge part in, in the world's um, what's happening in the world, like whoever influences uh, a culture does it through creativity, through songs, through films, through art, through dance, through all different kinds of ways. And that's how uh, a culture is is not only seen historically, but it's also what we can do in bringing and restoring back what God really did intend for us to understand in, in how we are to operate uh, and how we are to live as human beings underneath the Creator's presence. And what I learned from your book is that uh, the, the cr- creativity is in everything. It's in music. Yes. It's in prophecy. It's in the arts, of course. Yes. It's in dance. It's in it's in the way we preach. It, it, it's just everywhere. And I didn't I didn't really realize that till I till I uh, read your book and 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 listened from your heart about what this is uh, all about. And your book is called Born to Create. Now, now let me ask you something. There's people listening that hopefully are just asking the questions already, but I'm not really creative. I don't I don't sculpt anything. I can't paint. I can't draw. I can't even play an instrument. So how is this ministry that you so powerfully are a part of and that you teach, how does somebody who says, I am not creative at all, how do they how do they embrace this? Great question. Uh, Bill Johnson in his foreword in my book said, if you don't think you're creative, then you need to get this book because it's wow. it's just it's so powerful because inside the pages of this book, it, it talks about the power that all of us have and the fact that God has something creative for us to understand about who he is. If I mean, every day he's creating a new sunset. Every day there's something new in the seasonal changes that are around us. Um, that's why we travel. That's why we go on vacations. It's like God has created life for us. And this life, this creativity, because he's creative, it's it's meant to stir us to, to therefore be creative, to therefore look at what we have. And so many people, they downplay what they have, what their influences. Some people love to bake. Well, we've seen people get healed through through culinary art. Uh, some people like um, business or op- entrepreneurs. Why not ask God for a creative solution to end world poverty? I mean, so many times we, we look at our lives and we look at what we cannot do and we act like we're not creative. So, so Ryan, if I think I'm not creative, then I will never operate out of God's DNA inside of me to be creative. And so I think a lot of people have put themselves in, I would consider, boxes of what they can do or what they cannot do, not understanding that we are creative. And the thing I say in my book, which I think is so important for people to grasp, it's, is that if you don't discover how God's created you to be, then we're going to miss out on a part of who God is that's reflective to who he is because God has given each one of us a DNA inside of us that reflects the the nature of God. And so if if people are constantly trying to to copy others or or they're trying they're they're afraid because of the fear of man to venture out and to and to see who they truly are and what they've been destined to create, then they'll end up being very dissatisfied in life because they'll never ever be able to touch what they were alone created to be. And I think that's the power of releasing your creative destiny so that, therefore, you can create. So, again, this isn't about necessarily a, a certain art aspect or a certain creative aspect. It's what you and I were destined to do. And so creativity in any form, whether it's art or coloring books or, or dance or whatever, that frees us up to see ourselves as God is. He is the dancer. He is the artist. He is the one who is painting sunsets that, like we talked about every day. Well, let me let me ask you this. Can creativity dip into even the uh, the most minute things in our day to day life? Like, can can creativity be poured through even cooking? Yes. 
and making meals for the family. And, and it, it, so we, we've put maybe, like you said, because of fear, we've put God in a box that God, if, if I can't paint or draw or play an instrument or dance, then I must not be creative. Well, everybody loves how you can cook. You they create, you know, right? I mean, it, it, it's way more broad than we've we've ever imagined. Absolutely, everybody loves it. I mean, I love Eric Little, who who was in the Olympics, you know, from the movie Chariots of Fire, and he says, "When I run, I feel God's pleasure." Yes, it's like creativity is getting in touch with the way that each person has been wired to be, and every day you can release that, like in cooking and in, in writing notes to somebody in in uh, what you create in ambiance, what you create in so many different ways. And if we ask Holy Spirit for ways to tap into that every day, we're going to be amazed at how God is always speaking, but we haven't been on the right channel. And I like that because I think of my daughter. Uh, she is 16, and she loves to be creative with how she can put different outfits together. But she would tell you that she's not necessarily a creative person. So these tools that you discuss in your in your book have already really ministered to me. And, and on that note, you said something very powerful that, that really ministered to me that— uh, the enemy understands creativity is terrified of it uh, be, because all he can do, and this is wonderful, all he can do is copy and distort. He's not a creator. Talk about that. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, you look at Moses, and Moses is coming with these with these plagues to awaken Pharaoh to allow the people to to be set free. And here's all of his sorcerers, his people, and they mimic whatever whatever Moses is trying to do, and they finally can't. It's that it's that sense of the enemy is always ta- trying to to intimidate us. And one of the things that he was is he was a worship leader. That's we know about that, and we know that that this man understood the power of creativity. And so that's one of the things that is so telling. Is like you you look at in history the different things that have happened with Hitler, with, with uh, what happened with the, ge- with the genocide in Rwanda. All of this happened through creativity, where they got a whole nation to believe through propaganda, through the arts, that a certain race was not, was not good. And that's the power that he wants to create. That's why we have so much um, hatred and so much pain within within these different conduits. But then you, you look at what happened in America and the slaves began to, to, to sing and they began to understand who they are. We have so many um, spirituals from, from that time of greatest pain because, because God's people cannot be silenced. And I think that is the key, is that the enemy through, I mean, you and I, if, if we went to some, uh, some of the concerts where we know that these these musicians are, are not underneath the power of God, and you can feel the evil. I mean, when you see a movie and you know that it was done uh, to scare, to intimidate, you could feel the enemy's presence, but he does it through creativity. He does it through film. He does it through music because those are the things that people will never forget. See, those are, that, that leaves a telling sign on, on any nation. That's why you have, like, we you know, we're talking about your daughter. We have models that are anorexic because they're trying to copy what someone else looks like, thinking that is what's going to make them successful. And it's almost like a slap in the face to be creative to the enemy because he can't do that. And, and we're a son and a daughter and he can't he can't do what we can do. And he hates that. And so he tries to distort it with what like what you just said with anorexia. Now, you've been painting and you've been in the arts for years and years. But yes. something happened the first, your very first Sunday at Bethel Church. You had an open vision, and then we'll talk about that. What happened? Well, what happened was, is I, I mean, I've, I was pastoring Ryan in Southern California, and that was, that was really what I was all about and ministering there for, for many years and getting my degree down there. And we came up to Bethel Church, and we were just— seeing what God was doing up here. And I just had this open vision. I hadn't really painted in years, but my mom is an artist. So I grew up with a lot of different creative ways of expressing myself. And so I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden I go into an open vision 
and I see Bill Johnson, our senior pastor, and he is preaching. And I see myself in the back of the room, and there's some chairs, and I had an easel, and I was painting, and and I was really embarrassed. And so I think I was spilling the paint. I put the easel down. I was trying to hide. And, and I had this thought in my head, oh, my gosh, I cannot take away from the man of God. And all of a sudden, bam, that vision was over. And then a year later, they asked me to come on staff um, overseeing the, the arts at Bethel and BS in our school of ministry. And bam, that vision came back. And I realized that I had always thought that creativity that I had for myself came secondary to the message of Christ. And so I had this wrong concept, Ryan, that, that I felt like well, who I was in my passion wasn't important. And then all of a sudden I realized that the messages of what I create through my creative art form and through uh, my poems and other stuff like that, that that can be just as important and maybe it can reach people in such a different way. In fact, people that don't even know the Lord can be touched by my art. And so I realized that God is preaching to me by looking at a sunset. He preaches to us when a baby is born. He preaches to us through music. There's different ways that God creates and he speaks. And the great thing about creativity is that it bypasses any religious constraint. I like that. And, <laughs> and people can get touched through it, no matter if they're believers or not. I mean, I can't tell you, I was just in Taiwan, I can't tell you, uh, just by a piece of art and by this person sharing or t- sharing about her art piece, we saw about 20 people give their lives to Christ. I mean, it's crazy. It's just like, it's it's like that, you know, I, I, I liken it to kind of like a modern day tongues um, language that we saw in Acts when when the Holy Spirit came and they went outside and everybody understood what they were saying in their own language. I believe that art can do that. I believe that all the arts have a way of speaking to people because it's so relevant to the language of our culture. Okay, you're hearing some fascinating uh, information regarding creativity. And listen, uh, for those of you who just joined us, you have the ability to create. And like her book is entitled, You Are Born to Create. You need to get this book. It's got amazing and encouraging stories it's it's like a how-to manual that gives you the tools to develop your God-given abilities. God's not asking you to be like this person or be like that person. Yeah. He wants to use your ability, your God-given ability, to be creative in the sphere of influence that you have. So whether you feel like you have no talent at all or you're a professional artist, either way, this book is for you, I'm telling you. Each chapter has questions and challenges that will help you put what you are learning into practice. And, you know, like Teresa says, she says that creativity can be used powerfully to demonstrate love in action. This book will inspire you to intimately partner with the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, not only do you get this book, but we have It's Supernatural has provided a coloring book. Yes, a coloring book on the 31 miracles of Jesus. Now, a lot of these coloring books these days that you see out there, they're computer generated. We did not do that. It's Supernatural commissioned a special artist to beautifully detail this artwork and high quality paper. And you can just, it's perforated. So you can just pull out the page and, and, and color. And it, and we're, we're going to talk more about that later in the program on how these coloring books will begin to awaken something in you and begin to uh, help you with the creativity. And also will begin to minister to you. And we believe uh, with the coloring book, we have a soaking CD where you can listen to uh, instrumental music as Sid is reading healing scriptures throughout. The CD will draw you in the presence of God. So as you're coloring with by yourself, with your family, with your son or your daughter, with your grandparents, you're sitting there, you're coloring, you're fellowshipping, you're meditating on scripture. And it's going to radically begin to do something from the inside out. And not only do you get the uh, CD, the coloring book, and Teresa's wonderful book, Born to Create, but we're also going to send you a colored pencil starter kit that's unique to It's Supernatural. We have the words It's Supernatural imprinted on it. You're going to really enjoy this package. And when we come back, Teresa is going to begin to share some of the powerful testimonies. And I love these the powerful testimonies of what she has seen happen 
through creativity. We'll be right back. In the beginning, God created. The first act that God did in the Bible was to create. We were each made in His image and likeness, and therefore within every one of us is the God-given ability to create. God desires this because through creativity, you can unlock your supernatural destiny. All believers have creativity in their DNA. When this hidden God-gifted creativity comes out, it becomes a catalyst to supernaturally heal, deliver, and evangelize. Call now and get Teresa Dedman's powerful book, Born to Create, Stepping into Your supernatural destiny and this one-of-a-kind exclusive the 31 healing miracles of Jesus adult coloring book with this bonus coloring pencil starter set plus you will receive this exclusive audio soaking CD the 31 miracles of Jesus yours for a donation of $40 shipping and handling is included ask for offer number 9441 you will receive this one-of-a-kind exclusive it's supernatural adult coloring book it's supernatural commissioned an artist to bring the healing miracles of Jesus to life right off the pages of the Bible. The pages are perforated and can be torn out easily for display. Not only will it be beautiful artwork, but it will reinforce healing in your flesh. Place a different one throughout the house to reinforce wherever you go that God's healing belongs to you. The uniqueness of the coloring book Sid has produced allows you to meditate on all the miracles of Jesus. These pictures will drop from your brain to your spirit and the Word will become flesh and healing will be the fruit. People that think coloring books are only for children find the stress relief these books bring are freeing them from television. News brings stress, but coloring pictures of the miraculous brings peace and opens your God-given creativity. Also, while supplies last, you will receive this bonus coloring pencil starter set. This unique and beautiful It's Supernatural wooden box stores all your colored pencils and even includes a pencil sharpener. Plus, you receive this exclusive audio healing and soaking CD, The 31 Miracles of Jesus, which includes healing scripture readings by Sid Roth, set to the music by renowned violinist LaDonna Taylor. Hebrews 6, 12. Through faith and patience, I inherit the promises. You will be immersed in God's presence. You will also receive Teresa Dedman's powerful book, Born to Create, Stepping into Your Supernatural Destiny. This is a how-to manual that will give you the tools you need to develop your God-given creative abilities. You will learn how the supernatural can be activated through what you create. Understand your creative destiny, your true identity. Awaken your childlike imagination and rise to a level of creativity that can only be described as supernatural. Christmas is coming up, Hanukkah is coming up, but you need to get a present to yourself because once you have your creativity, wake up, you're going to touch the world. Don't miss out on getting Teresa Dedman's powerful book, Born to Create, Stepping into Your Supernatural Destiny, and this one-of-a-kind exclusive, The 31 Healing Miracles of Jesus Adult Coloring Book, with this bonus coloring pencil starter set. Ask the operator how you can purchase additional copies of the coloring book. Plus, you will receive this exclusive audio soaking CD, The 31 Miracles of Jesus, which includes anointed music by LaDonna Taylor and healing scripture readings by Sid Roth. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9441. Or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9441 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We are here with Teresa Dedman, and I don't know about you, but I love the fact that God is a creator. He's a creative God. He has not stopped creating. Just look at all the babies that are born. Look at all the sunsets and sunrises and all the wonderful things that we see every day. And even as we're talking, I'm realizing more and more just how my own family at home, uh, my wife is creative here, and my daughter this, and my son is a baseball player. That's creativity, just the way he throws and plays and pitches. I love that. Now, you have some powerful testimonies, one being about a homeless man. What is that testimony? Yeah. Love to share that one. Well, I... I teach the students to go out into the marketplace and to touch people through creativity. And one of the things I say is just ask Holy Spirit what you're to create in music and art in any kind of creative form. And one of the teams went to uh, a shelter for the homeless. And this one girl from England, it was her first time ever going out with this. And so it was all new to her. So she had some uh, oil pastels, which were very vibrant colors of neon orange 
green, yellow, those kinds of colors. And she sat down opposite this homeless man, and he was unkempt. He was an alcoholic. She could smell the alcohol on him. And she really was just asking what to draw. And so she heard the word, draw his portrait. So she began to draw it. And Estelle, this woman, began to ask Holy Spirit, okay, Holy Spirit, what what am I supposed to put on this portrait that could be different? Because from what I understand, she was not actually an artist. Is that correct? No, no, she wasn't an artist. She was just a student coming to, uh, but she had she had signed up for for this for my art activation, and so she was out there, and she she was very like what you and I would be insecure. Okay, how can I do this? I've never done this before. But she really wanted to grow in asking the Holy Spirit, like we talked about, that she knew that we were creative, and so as she drew it, she asked Holy Spirit what else she should draw, and. She felt like she heard the word, a smile. So she put a smile on his face. And then she turned and she showed the man her her picture that she had drawn for him. And she said, by the way, I believe that God loves you just the way you are. And the man began to curse and say, do you know who I am? I'm an alcoholic. I've left my family and began to tell all the reasons why God had never accepted him. And she had to repeat this three times. And say, no, no, this is the way that God sees you and loves you just the way you are. And after that, she left not knowing the impact. Because we never know the impact when we create what's going to happen to that person. So that was Thursday. And Sunday he was picked up to come to our church because we feed the homeless on Sunday morning. And he picked, he pulled out this picture on his way in the van. And he said, do you think that God could heal me to the driver? And he goes, I have a terrible cold. And the driver said, sure, why don't you ask God in worship? And so the man is in worship in our Sunday service. His eyes are closed, and he says, Jesus, will you heal me? And it all was linked to this picture. And he opens up his eyes, and he was blind in one eye, and he could see completely, and he's checking out his eye, and he's starting to scream like I would scream. And people come running over, and they find out that he can't hear out of one ear. They pray for that. His ear opens up. And then his hand that was withered that he couldn't use fully, also he began to use it completely. Well, this was a dramatic healing, and he all linked it back to the picture. So a couple months later, Bill Johnson is preaching, and he has a word about arthritis. This man happens to stand up because he was in the morning service, and I end up going over there praying for him. He gets healed. And he goes, wow, this is just like what my eye opened up to two months ago in worship from a painting. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, are you the man? And he said, yes, that this this was him who got this painting from Estelle. And I said, well, by any chance, do you still carry that painting with you? And he goes, yeah, I carry it wherever I go because once I was blind, but now I see. That's the power of prophetic art. It's like it opens up people's eyes to think that God could truly love them when they could hear a sermon a thousand times and never, ever understand. And for those of you who are just started listening to us, in, Teresa, in her book, in her teaching, she makes it clear that creativity is so broad that do not think that if you can't paint, maybe you can cook. If you can't cook, maybe you could do this, maybe you can do that. Creativity is in you. It's just a matter of pulling it out. And you say a prophetic painting can be worth a thousand sermons. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean that there's you and I have we we have different ways that we experience life. And that's why you you get a song in your head and you cannot get it out of your head. But can you remember a sermon that was said 4 months ago or or even last week? Or you know, you you see a painting and it, and it brings back memories. Good point. It's like Yeah. And so those, so a sermon is something that is spoken just in words, but creativity can take many different ways. And usually, I mean, that's why it says in Psalm 78 to, to continue to tell it to the next generation, because there's something about um, singing the Psalms. There's something about coloring. There's something about um, different ways that, that create, like some meals you never forget, right? And so those are the kinds of stuff that, that basically is preached to us, even though they're not in a, in a church form. Now, for some strange reason that God, I'm sure, is knows well, 
we have what you call imagination block. And we are afraid. I don't know. You, you're, the, you're the one that has a degree in psychology, Teresa. Why are people afraid to use their imagination? It is something that I believe is so... It's something that I think the church really embraced because of fear. I think they embraced this thought like, oh my gosh, um, I can't think something scary. I, I can't... I can't go there. I can't do that. I can't do this. And and they've never used their imagination. They've never, ever thought that God could totally bless them. And I think it comes from a mindset that we've been taught that that we cannot access the, the strength of what it means to be made in His image because God is creative. I mean, God had to imagine the world. He had to imagine you and I. He, he has to imagine. And God uses our imagination for good and we just think it's meant for evil so so there's there's something that we have to redeem back i believe it's a redemptive work of understanding that god is good and that he's given us a sanctified imagination that we can access that god wants to give us good thoughts and he wants to replace thoughts that are not from you know not from him with thoughts that are good and lovely and we have an imagination right now you and i are thinking of, uh, of things in our imagination as we speak. People that are listening are thinking about things in their imagination. Well, why wouldn't God want us to have a sanctified imagination if he's a good father and he wants to give us good things? And so I think the refer- what happened with the Reformation in the Catholic Church is that Martin Luther thought that all this stuff that was being like created was idolatry. So even having a wooden cross in your house would be considered idolatrous back in that back in in the Reformation days, and so I think that we've just bought into that, and we haven't understood. No, no, no. We need to understand that we should be the carriers of the greatest imaginations, like what you know when you when we read C.S. Lewis, and we see the Chronicles of Narnia, and we see the Aslan, and we see him as the lion. All of us equate that with with God, and that's because one man, C.S. Lewis, created. A, a wonderful, wonderful allegory that we all enjoy, and that's the power of using our imagination to awaken in us what God wants to say through us. And you are a very educated woman with degrees and certificates, and you're a teacher, and you're creative, so you're giving everybody listening permission to use their imagination. Absolutely. I I think that right now, if you just, wherever you are at, if you say, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would open up my imagination. I think if you, if you understood what you were doing, you're asking the creator of the universe to begin to show you the things that he's always wanted to show you. I mean, I love what it says in Corinthians, eye is not seen, you know, ear is not heard, nor has it entered into the, the, our mind the wonderful things that God has prepared for us. Um, and, and that's a beautiful thing. But in the next verse it says, but we have the mind of Christ, and he wants to give us that. And so I think we need to realize that if Christ is in us, then he wants to use every part of our life. And one of that is our imagination. And this is not in, in the notes, so I'm going to put you on the spot. When science teaches us that we only use a small percentage of our brains anyway, do you believe because of our relationship with the Father that in understanding our partnering with the Holy Spirit and, and being believers in the Messiah, do you believe that we can tap into areas of imagination and our capacity to think things out, uh, uh, not only intellectually but creatively? Do you believe that when we tap into our God-given ability that we can go far beyond what we've ever thought we could do? Absolutely. There, there's no question about it. I, I think that that's the power of, of what God has given you and I. He's given us an ability to understand who he is. And there's something that happens when we give God access to every part of who we are, then there, there begins to be this unique understanding that, that he wants to show us the things that, that people have longed to see. And people have been waiting for. And I believe, Ryan, that there are people that are listening right now that 
that God wants to give answers to for the worst worst possible things that are happening. I mean, ISIS, things like this. Maybe God is going to put it in people's hearts, put it in people's minds through their sanctified imagination, ways that God's presence can actually counter the worst possible horrific things that can happen. Um, just a quick example, um, through my art and healing, uh, which I'm taking around the world right now, but through this program, we're reaching into Iraq, into these refugee camps, and we're bringing my, my art and healing program, and they're beginning to get set free. And these are in Muslim, they're not Christian, they're, they're Muslim camps. And the people that are running these camps, they go, whatever you're doing, we want to learn about this, and we want you to take this to other camps. That's the power of using your imagination to see what God can create that can take back whatever the enemy has stolen. And that's what God wants for people right now to know. Like whatever the enemy has done to destroy your life, God's creativity in your imagination is going to help you to regain that back. Now, Teresa, you have a powerful testimony of a woman that was healed through a prophetic painting. Tell us that story. Yeah, I would love to. I had put my artwork up in this doctor's office, and they were having a once-a-month open house where the different artists within our community could go to the different places where their art was, and they could meet the artist, and they could have snacks and hors d'oeuvres. And so I was in this doctor's office, and I had painted this painting of a kind of a Tuscany scene with grapes in the background and poppies and a, and a villa, and this woman with her family walked in, and she immediately left. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, I, I hope I hope she's okay. And her family said, we're going to go find out what's going on. So she, she came back in, and she goes, oh, my gosh, your painting completely spoke to me. I've had four miscarriages, and when I had my last miscarriage, I, I felt the presence of God so strongly for the first time. And when I looked at your painting, this is the painting – from the movie that I was watching when I had this encounter. And she goes, please, can I have it? And I go, well, yes. And I said, well, but let me tell you the background behind this. When I did this painting prophetically, it's the poppies that represent uh, uh, families and they represent children. And and the house represents the the house, the, the person's like marriage and that God wants to make you fruitful. And she just began to cry. And I said, well, could I pray for you? And so I prayed with her, and she bought the painting, and and she called me later, and about two or three months later, she was pregnant, and she found out that it was a baby girl, and she had this girl, and with no complications, and it was just amazing to her that this prophetic art piece not only spoke about her relationship during that hard, tragic time, but it also spoke about her relationship and how she got through that. And now it's a living testimony about now she has a, a healthy girl. And so there's things like that that just, oh, my gosh, they just wreck you. Like, oh, my, of course, I'm, I mean, it makes you want to paint forever. I mean, but that's the kind of stuff that can happen if you create in God's presence in poetry and in dance or in, in different businesses. God wants to use us creatively and use our testimony. Now, let's talk about your book again, Born to Create. Tell what how much of an impact is this making on not only the students at Bethel, but just the testimonies that you've heard even around the world? How is it, how is it touching people? Well, I think the one thing that stands out to me from the book is that people are given freedom. I think that there's so many people, Ryan, who, and we've talked about this, but there's so many people that they, they have really not understood that God loves them and God has created them for a purpose and that there's something creatively that they can express that no one else can. I mean, this one, this one man that was my intern, for, for example, he said he had a degree in, in stick figures. And so he was just drawing a simple Valentine. It was around Valentine's Day and he was giving it out to this woman. And it just said, Jesus loves you and he has a purpose for your life. And when he was giving it to her, he found out that she was deaf. She was profoundly deaf. And so he prayed, her ears opened up. And at the end, 
he goes, wow, this was a great day. You got healed. And she goes, no, 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 this was not a great day because I got healed. This is a great day because I received this card because I've been a Christian my whole life, but I never understood that God personally loved me until today, and I'm putting this up in my mat- on my mantle. And he's just like, he's thinking that his art is just, you know, kindergarten style. But it doesn't matter because God always wants to access what we create to touch those that need it the most. You know what I'm thinking, Teresa, is even how children in their creative young minds, when they bring dad and mom a little picture of something they drew, and yes, it's not shaped correctly and you can hardly make out what it is, but it ministers to the parents because this is from my son and this is from my daughter. Yes. And your your book, Born to Create, and we'll say it again, if you have absolutely no talent in painting yes. or or drawing or singing or dancing, this book is for you because it's going to unlock something that's within you that's been buried for a long time because every one of you, like Teresa said at the beginning of this program, every one of you was born to create. You could be a professional artist or not have any talent at all. you got to get this book. Along with this book, we're offering uh, the brand-new exclusive to It's Supernatural 31 Miracles of Jesus coloring book. An artist drew this specifically for its supernatural. And as you color with your with your family or by yourself, it's begin it's going to begin to minister to you because you're going to be focusing and meditating on the miracles of Jesus. In addition to that, while you're coloring and while you're meditating on the on the scene that you're looking at, we have a soaking CD with beautiful instrumental music with Sid Roth reading the healing scriptures throughout. So you're getting it with your eyes, you're hearing it with your ears, your spirit is picking up at all this miracle working power of God. And additionally, we have the colored pencil starter set with everyone who orders. You will get the Born to Create book, the 31 Miracles of Jesus coloring book, the soaking CD and the pencils. When we come back, I'm going to have Teresa begin to talk about this whole coloring book craze and why it's ministering to so many people. And Teresa's going to even share a testimony in her own life, how she was healed of a brain injury and was healed partially through creative arts. We'll be right back. In the beginning, God created. The first act that God did in the Bible was to create. We were each made in His image and likeness, and therefore within every one of us is the God-given ability to create. God desires this because through creativity, you can unlock your supernatural destiny. All believers have creativity in their DNA. When this hidden God-gifted creativity comes out, it becomes a catalyst to supernaturally heal, deliver, and evangelize. Call now and get Teresa Dedman's powerful book, Born to Create, stepping into your Supernatural Destiny and this one-of-a-kind exclusive The 31 Healing Miracles of Jesus adult coloring book with this bonus coloring pencil starter set. Plus, you will receive this exclusive audio soaking CD, The 31 Miracles of Jesus, yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9441. You will receive this one-of-a-kind exclusive It's Supernatural adult coloring book. It's Supernatural commissioned an artist to bring the healing miracles of Jesus to life right off the pages of the Bible. The pages are perforated and can be torn out easily for display. Not only will it be beautiful artwork, but it will reinforce healing in your flesh. Place a different one throughout the house to reinforce wherever you go that God's healing belongs to you. The uniqueness of the coloring book Sid has produced allows you to meditate on all the miracles of Jesus. These pictures will drop from your brain to your spirit and the Word will become flesh and healing will be the fruit. People that think coloring books are only for children find the stress relief these books bring are freeing them from television. News brings stress, but coloring pictures of the miraculous brings peace and opens your God-given creativity. Also, while supplies last, you will receive this bonus coloring pencil starter set. This unique and beautiful It's Supernatural wooden box stores all your colored pencils and even includes a pencil sharpener. Plus, you receive this exclusive audio healing and soaking CD, The 31 Miracles of Jesus, which includes healing scripture readings by Sid Roth, set to the music by renowned violinist LaDonna Taylor. Hebrews 6, 12, through faith and patience, I inherit 
the promises. You will be immersed in God's presence. You will also receive Teresa Dedman's powerful book, Born to Create, Stepping into Your Supernatural Destiny. This is a how-to manual that will give you the tools you need to develop your God-given creative abilities. You will learn how the supernatural can be activated through what you create. Understand your creative destiny, your true identity. Awaken your childlike imagination and rise to a level of creativity that can only be described as supernatural. Christmas is coming up, Hanukkah is coming up, but you need to get a present to yourself because once you have your creativity, wake up, you're going to touch the world. Don't miss out on getting Teresa Dedman's powerful book, Born to Create, Stepping into Your Supernatural Destiny, and this one-of-a-kind exclusive, The 31 Healing Miracles of Jesus Adult Coloring Book, with this bonus coloring pencil starter set. Ask the operator how you can purchase additional copies of the coloring book. Plus, you will receive this exclusive audio soaking CD, The 31 Miracles of Jesus, which includes anointed music by LaDonna Taylor and healing scripture readings by Sid Roth. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9441. Or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9441 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We are back with Teresa and we are together learning some wonderful beautiful insights about everybody listening was born to create no matter what you think about yourself or what you've been through you have creativity inside you now Teresa you had a major injury uh, that was was really rough and you were partly healed because of I mean you were fully healed but partly uh, it came through a prophetic creative experience talk about that yeah i will i i was just ice skating and again i'm not a gold medalist i was just ice skating with my family and at around christmas time and i fell on the ice and i cracked my my head almost like a walnut completely open from the top to the bottom and was rushed in for brain surgery and they really didn't know what kind of state I would be in. And, you know, your head is partially shaved. Your, I mean, you just, oh, it was just horrific. And and it was interesting because at that time, I was also seeing some angels. And there was just this, there was, I, I knew that God was going to heal me. And so Bethel found out about what was going on, my church, and the children, they began to color and create a, and it was from, it was like a, a patchwork quilt that they had put together and they wrote, I mean, they wrote little things to me. They had pictures for me. They had all different kinds of stuff. And then I would put that blanket on my, um, just all over my body and I would sleep and I would just feel the presence of God. And it was just interesting to see how after five days I left the hospital, which they said could never happen. And I was completely restored, and it was that kind of stuff where, you know, you obviously I had taught about it, but to actually experience it is, is something, something so unique. And and I said to myself, Lord, I, I want to, I want to touch people in the hospitals, and so now we have programs within two or three of our hospitals where, where my teams come in through art and music, and we minister to people in the same way. So God really wants to use us to to see healing happen. Okay, so just in a couple brief uh, beginning points, where do we start with this whole thing called creativity? Especially if you could, Teresa, speak to someone who has none at all. Or, I mean, as they, they feel like they don't have any creativity, which we have already established they do, where do you, where does somebody like that start? Great question. I I was teaching this, and I was moving into this, and I was speaking at, I think it was just here at Bethel doing some classes, and this one woman went home, and she goes, she gathered up her kids, her three kids, and she goes, okay, let's see. I know that my our neighbor, I don't really see her. Let's draw something for her, and who would like to draw something for this other man who's sick that they knew? And so their kids basically began to just create pictures to bless people, and to, to see it and she had no idea where it would go 
And so then she went over to their house, the next door neighbor house, and gave us this picture. And they just began to cry. They said, no one's ever visited us. We were kind of, were shut-ins. And they began to really touch and minister. And it was through a child, just drawing a simple picture. And then they went over to this, this person who needed healing and brought the picture. And the person was healed. And so she said, oh, my gosh, Teresa, I had no idea because now my kids get to see the power of God supernaturally move through them. And so it it was amazing just to see the value of what you and I could do on a daily basis to consistently release the presence. Um, I had one person who worked for, like, lens crafters. And so she would draw pictures for people that were waiting, and she was just the receptionist. And and she goes, there would be days when people would come in and goes, oh, I don't need to buy any any glasses or get my eyes checked. I, I just wanted to get another prophetic art piece from you. And wow. it's just hysterical <laughs> just to see how God just wants to use us wherever we are to bring life. Now, um, you have a, I want to get into the whole coloring book thing because it's so fascinating. And my, my own wife and daughter can't really, yeah. you know, it just... It's amazing. Um, There's a story of a healing that happened in the healing rooms out there at Bethel of a cancerous tumor. What happened? Well, in in the and this is great for all of all of us out there to hear. But in the healing rooms, we have live artists, and we also have children who do art for people that are there, and we also have dancers, and we have children dancers as well that dance and see people get healed. And so this um, this woman came in, and she had only about two months left to live. She had brain cancer. And so she was talking about how hopeless her situation was. And the person who's leading that team said, here, I want you to look at this picture, this painting. And it was it said the word hope on it. And now she's looking at this painting. The, the tumor that she had oozes out of her ear. And she goes back to the doctor, and she's completely healed. There's there's no cancer in her body. And so on top of that, Benny Johnson, uh, Bill's wife, brought that in the following Sunday night and shared the testimony and said, who here needs healing? And this man, he was bipolar, and he had been on medication since he was 13. He's, he was then 28. He looked at it, and all every symptom that he'd ever had of depression or fear left his body and he went off of all medication with the doctor, and he was completely healed. And then he ended up going to the School of Ministry here, and then now he's a prophetic artist himself. So it's crazy. Powerful testimonies. And is it an oversimplification to say that just begin to put stuff on paper, just begin to write cards? Just, it sounds like you're saying just just start moving in the direction of creativity. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, and it's great because with the coloring book and with my in my book at the end of each chapter, I have activation points where people can start to move out in any whatever creative way that they they would feel led. But that's part of it because you and I both know that if I just listen to a message, I, I'm I usually I only retain ten to fifteen or twenty percent. But if I activate, if I actually am drawing or doing something with my hands, and if I'm listening to music with and listening to words, what happens is it becomes synergistic. And it's like the way that it gets engrafted into you will increase by 80 to 90%. So like the scriptures that, uh, that, that's being read, the music and the art, you're, what you're doing is you yourself are becoming a part of the agent of under, of understanding what God is saying through you and you're also beginning to create you're also beginning to to use what God's created you to be and use what colors you feel like to use you're starting to open up and trust God's presence in your life and that just will change things for you well let's back up just for a moment let's talk about this coloring book phenomena there are literally psychologists and therapists. They are prescribing coloring books to patients for a number of different reasons. And, and, and uh, there, there's something, it's a stress reliever, like the concept of somebody just getting out in the golf course and just relaxing or sitting on a park bench and just 
breathing in the air, the same kind of thing, the same concept happens when people are meditating on these coloring books. Talk about that for a moment. I would love to. Yeah, uh, when you when you or I have, when we've gone through trauma in any capacity uh, with whatever level of, of tragedy or, or problem that we've had, we never remember in words, we remember in images. And so what psychology and, and really art and healing does is it helps you and I to get back those those things where we can start to allow God's presence to come and heal through images so that God is creating things that breathe life. I mean, that's the beauty of the open the open vision that John had in Revelation where he, he saw this and he was creating imagery to go along with what he was seeing from the throne of God and it brought back the colors, the things that were happening and and what happens is like that is that that opens us up to not just hearing words but understanding images that create hope and life. And so that's the beauty of it. And it's also so powerful because we're not just hearing but we're doing. And so it's so it's super important for everyone out there to hear that. That's why this is so revolutionary because people now are partnering with their own healing or they're partnering with what God is saying, it's like it's it's changing the way that people think. So it's not just de-stressing, but it's re it's it's a re-entry into what is good. You know, Philippians four talks about think upon these things, whatever is good, whatever is lovely. But why not even create them? Because then you are being a part of the process of creating. And you're literally, from what you're saying, you're literally taking your mind, your your thoughts. Like you said, think on these things. You're taking them off of the negative issues and focusing them, your heart and your mind on on really the things that you're coloring. And in this instance, with the book that we're offering, the miracles of Jesus. Absolutely. And you, it's also a um, I understand it's a stress reliever, which we already talked about. But even before you go to bed, other than, rather than picking up your cell phone, that bright light in your eyes, it's a good stress reliever. It totally is. I mean, just a, a quick testimony to end. I mean, I had this. I was speaking over at Randy Clark School because I do that every year on creativity. And this one picture was done for healing of people that couldn't sleep because of tension, like what you talked about, or PTSD or issues. Well, this one man received it, and every time he before he went to bed, he would look at this picture, and. And he was completely healed. He never had any night terrors. He never had any nightmares. And so uh, a friend heard about that, looked at that picture, and said, could you could you just, like, um, send that to me, send the photo of that picture? And the same thing happened to them. And so there's something, you're right, there's something about really starting to grapple with why do I let these emotions, this stuff in? I can create something that can change and shift that. And even when, what do you think about this, when people are coloring, that it begins to unlock, especially for those who say, well, I can't really draw, I can't really paint, I can't, I can't do these things. Do you see that this is a form of creativity by beginning to express uh, their own creativity by putting different colors in the picture? And I'm going to color this part this way. I mean, you're, you're being creative just by doing that. Exactly, you are. And that could be the start. I mean, all of a sudden, it could be, oh, well, now I can come up with my own design. <laughs> exactly. After I've done this workbook. And so I think it's the starting point. I think some people just need to forget about coloring. I, 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 say, I say this in my book. I was coloring inside the lines of other people's expectations, which left my signature out of the picture. And I think that there's so many times that people have forgotten that it's just okay to have fun and color. Just just breathe, just listen to scripture, listen to the meditation, and just create. And forget about, you know, you don't have to think about the bills, you don't have to think about your kids, you can just create. And just start to, like, let go. So let me ask you one more question before we wrap this up for uh, for today. How does somebody begin to move in the direction of their God-given creativity that they don't really even know is there? 
Great question. I, for me, I really needed to like I I needed to grapple with this because I I had I had a culture where I understood the value of creativity because I'd done it so many years in evangelism, and I I when I partnered it with the prophetic and the supernatural and healing, I. It, it, it's that kind of stuff that once I did it the first time, I was hooked. It's kind of like when you see a person get healed that you pray for the first time and you go, oh, my gosh, I, I need to continue to do this. Or if you have um, just an encounter with God and all of a sudden, you, oh, I, I, need, I, need to, I need more of his presence. I believe that the first thing you need to do is face your fear, take a risk, begin to color, begin to create, begin to do that, and then you're going to get, in a sense, I, I would say hooked because because you're going to see the results. So a lot of people, and, and please hear me out on this one, this is where the enemy has stopped creativity from being what it's supposed to be. Because in the world, in the perspective of the world, they create for their own value. They don't share about how they create because they're afraid it's not... But when we create, it's to benefit someone else because that's because we're made in God's image. Whatever he created obviously is benefiting all of us. And so when people turn on the fact that, oh, my art is meant to touch people, my dance is meant to touch my business ideas, my, I mean, athletes in action, all that they've done in in transformational things within that field. It's like once people tune into the fact that their creativity was meant to bless others because they're made in God's image, bam, it just becomes this tidal wave where you don't want to get off the, the wave. You you want to continue. So I would really highly, highly, like, um, encourage people to take a risk. You know, study the scriptures that I talk about in Born to Create. Um, study the testimonies and then begin to activate because once you do that, you'll be hooked. So whether it's drawing, coloring, cooking, and even why I say this, I, I get this image from the Lord, Teresa, that there's somebody that's listening. Uh, there's, a, there's a woman out there listening that even the way that you arrange your house creatively yeah. is ministering to your family and those who come and visit you. So that's a word for somebody out there. So whether it's that or dancing or poems or writing beautiful cards or clothing, you right. are born to create. And Teresa makes that clear in her wonderful book. I'm telling you, this book is jam-packed with how to tools to get moving, to get started. And it is just beautiful material that you need to get a hold of. You need to read this book. You need to uh, get the imagination block off of you so you can flow in the creativity that God has uh, given you and entrusted with you, this this book is for you. So you got to get this book, Born to Create. Along with the book, we're offering the 31 Miracles of Jesus coloring book exclusively from It's Supernatural. This is an artist that did this. It's not computer images. This is an artist that did this just for us, just for you. And you're going to begin to meditate as you color on the 31 miracles on 31 miracles of Jesus and it's going to begin to bring healing to your own life to your own mind to your own body and as you are coloring as you're meditating on the scripture as you're meditating on the picture we have a soaking CD that will provide worship music in the background and even Sid himself is is quoting healing scriptures over you so while the while you're coloring, these miracles are going to become alive as you as you're 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 coloring for an hour, two hours, three hours, and you find yourself deep into the miracle that Jesus did for an individual. So it's the miracles, the 31 miracles of Jesus coloring book, the soaking CD. And we're also going to give you colored pencils that are exclusive to It's Supernatural. It's a wooden box. It's literally a wooden keepsake box that you can kind of have forever. It's got a pencil sharpener. I mean, we went all out. And and this book, again, by Teresa, Born to Create, powerful, life-changing book. you got to get a hold of this. you got to get a hold of this entire package. 
Thank you for listening. My name, again, is Ryan Bruss. You've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest, Teresa Dedman. It has been a blast. Now, here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get the Born to Create package. Now is the time to partner with the Holy Spirit and participate in your healing. We are so excited to offer you this unique resource, the 31 Healing Miracles of Jesus Coloring Book Starter Kit is a complete set to help you get started. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. The 31 Healing Miracles of Jesus Coloring Book Starter Kit, offer number 9441 for an investment of 40 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9441. Once again, the offer number is 9441.